good evening or day depending on where you are yes i'm dropping the episode late i've been ill and i also mixed up my dates because my planner is based on the central european time zone and i forgot that if i took back one hour on a moon after midnight i needed to also take back the date So the episode the last time had the wrong date, unless you are ahead of GMT. Oh well, being the Scorpicorn girl boss is human. And there is a lot to be said about my needing to learn the lesson that it's okay to make mistakes. Anyway, if you are new to the show, welcome. I'm Alexis, the go-to witchy photographer for assorted rebels and badasses who believe there's more to life than the capitalist grind. I'm into star magic or cosmic witchcraft, whatever you want to call it, more than any other types of magic. And the star news are my bi-weekly cosmic forecast, where we look at the astrology between the new moon and full moon and read tarot, And there's always a chance that I will drop some obscure otaku references, rather. In fact, a friend had AI write a cosmic forecast for December as me. And one of the lines he returned for Mercury Retrograde is so apt, I have to share it. But while that's the main transit on everyone's mind as of today, let's recap. We started this waxy moon period with a new moon in Sag at 20 degrees, which means by the time you'll hear these, we have a moon in Capricorn with Mercury that just stationed retrograde at 8 degrees and then Pluto getting ready to return to Aquarius after going direct at 28 degrees. So the majority of the retrograde will be in fact in Sag. Misunderstanding sharper than Ijikata's glare are bound to erupt. The full moon will be on 27th of December at 32 minutes past midnight GMT at 4 degrees of Cancer. So we have a cycle that's half in individual houses and half in collective, or rather the other way around. You can run your transit chart and if you have your chart memorized, you'll know what's alighted for you individually. But the signs also rule over the houses in general. I think the themes at play are perfect material for the end of the year reflections. The social status and authority and fame, social networks and friendships, the subconscious and our connection to the liminal, our self and identity, values and possessions, communication, and lastly the home and the family, whether of origin, found, built or any variation. For the first week of this period, the Sun will be in Sag, shifting into Capricorn on Friday the 22nd of December 2023 at 3.27 a.m. GMT. The following day, Mercury will have made its way back into Sag, as I mentioned earlier, and no other major planets are moving into a different sign before the full moon. Aside from the nodes, in fact, and the couple of days each where the moon is in Aquarius and Gemini, we see a sky of just earth, fire and water. Mars is still in Sag, which the AI said asks us to be ready to channel our inner Okita, 
and I'm not sure I agree that is the better pick when the Bacca trio is right there, but I digress. Venus enters Scorpio at the beginning of the month and will be there almost until the very end. Then Uranus and Jupiter are currently both retrograde in Taurus. And finally, we have Saturn and Neptune both direct in Pisces. So the picture for this fortnight is a lot of trines and set styles, a couple of the so-called hard aspects and two very interesting transits that I will speak about at more length. I'll just briefly go through the transits. So we have on the 15th at um, about 11pm uh, Mars trining Karen, then on the 17th at about 4am Sun Square Neptune and really should like look up on AstroSeq or any other um, astrology website for the exact time if you are meaning to be that specific because it's like 10 minutes to midnight and I'm not gonna do the math on the actual calculations although I might as well tell you the times in Central European time zone see I'm just being overly complicated for no reason. So the Mars training Karen on the 15th was at 11.54pm Central European time zone. Then on the 17th we have the Sun Square in Neptune at 4.42 CET. Then on the 18th Mercury training Jupiter at 3.27pm CET. 21, so the 21st at uh, 8.04, Venus opposite Uranus, still on the 21st at 33 minutes past 1pm, Mercury set style Saturn, then as I mentioned earlier, the Sun entering Capricorn on the 22nd, and right away, within 15 hours, we will have a 7.53pm CET, a conjun- the conjunction with Mercury. And on the 23rd, Mercury, that is now retrograde, will be back into Sag. On the 24th, we have a 6.27pm CET in the sunset style Saturn. And then on the 25th, at 614 CET, Venus trying Neptune. And on the 27th, which is the day of the next moon, we have at 4.10 a.m. CET, Karen station in direct. Then at 8.42 a.m., Mercury square in Neptune. And then 27th, that's uh, 4.28 p.m., Sun trine in Jupiter. So that's the day after the um, full moon. So I will be going back over these transits on the next star news as well. But for now, the first one that I wanted to spotlight is the Mercury Kazemi or Mercury in the heart to the sun, which is the conjunction. It's traditionally a time for deeper connection to the divine or a higher self, whatever you believe you are connecting to. If you want clarity or a download or upload, depending on where you think it's coming from, this is the time to set aside some time for ritual. In the case of a retrograde, we have what's called an inferior conjunction, and this is the closest Mercury ever gets to the Earth. So the messages can be up close and intimate, according to Chan Nicholas. From my website, 
Quote, Mercury Kazimis of the Moments of Proclamation. The project was rehearsed or behind the scenes emerges from the shadows. Mercury and the Sun are now in exact alignment. The messenger is granted VIP access to the Sun's private chambers and the wattage is both purifying and electrifying. End quote. So planetary magic is perhaps the obvious things we all transit, but it's also a good time for Mercury deity work if that's your vibe. Especially since it's happening at a time when we're wrapping up loose ends and preparing to cycle into the next year. So we can thank him for the past and set our intentions for the future. The other transit that stands out to me is current station indirect. All days when a planet or asteroid changes their course is considered powerful magical day. But in the case of Chiron we are exiting a period of off the top of my head about six months of wounds from the past resurfacing and deeper healing and I really felt it and I'm just just about feeling like I'm not drowning anymore as of late. Then again I have done a lot of things that have pushed me outside of my comfort zone and we're bound to trigger stuff going back decades. So if you're skeptical there's that. One could also argue that I face situations that were aligned with the cosmic blueprint because I did choose to be alive at this specific point in time for a reason, but that's a topic for another time. And Karen has been in Aries since 2019 and we've been winning to Taurus in 2027. And as Aries is the sign of beginnings and self-leadership, we now get an opportunity to use the lessons of the retrograde for propelling us forward towards leaving our greater purpose, which in my humble opinion is simply to make the most of the human experience with its ups and downs like we don't day out at this moment. If that makes me unpopular in the spiritual space, so be it. Look back on how far you have healed and grown and come and then pat yourself on the back and celebrate the amazing person you are and go do what makes you happy. So I pulled two cards for this period. One for what we need to release in such season and one for what we need to bring in in Capricorn season. The card for the release is the Four of Wands and the card for what we need to bring in is the Six of Wands. So the Four of Wands, it's usually seen as kind of like this card of celebration and people in the, my deck, which you can buy in the show notes because I realize I do actually have an affiliate link for it, is the Mystical Manga Tarot. It depicts a scene of a wedding where the wands are holding a canopy on top of the happy couple. And there's always this vibe of bringing in other people and celebrating and positivity. But the four as a number in the tarot are about both stagnation and stability. Or rather I should have said stability and stagnation. So it's one of the situations that asks us are we stopping for a good reason or are we getting stuck? And in... Uh, I can't even remember the word I'm trying to use. Since we have this pairing with the sets, 
which is a card of victory and public success and recognition. But in the depiction in this deck, you only see the general. We see six wands and is holding two of them. It's a male figure on a horse. We kind of see a little bit of the horse. We don't see anybody else, despite the fact that it is implied in, in the meaning of the card. The juxtaposition of these two cards, that's the word, makes me wonder if what we need to release is our attachment to other people, to their opinions, to their validation, to needing to take everybody with us. And what we need to bring in, since we are living Sag, which is this expansive philosophical bird's eye view sign to get into Capricorn which is very focused and very ambitious and there's no obstacle for Capricorn like if you see a wall that someone built to keep us out that's something for us to climb we will do whatever it takes nothing will stop us sometimes we really should let go of things but we're pretty much propelled by spite and if you tell us you can't do that watch us we'll do it so we have these general that to me indicates stepping into the leadership role and being the one that makes the decision and calls the shots and that's not to say that you can never take any opinion i very much believe that you should be surrounding yourself with people who can give you their opinion when it's um it's a valid one and by that i mean don't go asking for an opinion on your business to someone who's never run a business at the same time you don't want to have a lot of like yes people around you that are only gonna tell you what you want to hear and never actually gonna help you grow so a good general will have someone equally capable or even better than they are advising them on the things especially when they kind of have blind spots and need someone to help them see beyond them so you will have someone who's a very good strategist if the general is in that position um, i i spend too much time playing otome games based in the sengoku period so i'm thinking kind of like everyday fairy positions where you will find yourself with a title and not necessarily experience to have it. But anyway, let's stay with me with this one. So you find yourself having to be surrounded by people who are helping you be the best version of yourself rather than just people who are celebrating where you are. However, it is the season that it is. If you're pagan, celebrating Yule. If you're Jewish, you're celebrating Hanukkah, which I believe it's actually now. So uh, I hope everybody is, is, is having good holidays. I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure that a fair amount of religions have holidays in this period, not just like Christmas. So whichever your tradition or whether you are completely non-religious and you don't celebrate anything or you celebrate Christmas as like a secular thing, 
this is a, usually a time where everybody is well not the new year this is the time where everybody is celebrating something and so it's good to look back on the past and be grateful if you have good people in your life even if they don't understand where you are and where you're going it's no reason to not celebrate that they are there even if you want to expand and have different people in your networks moving forward so that they can meet different needs than the people you have now the only people you shouldn't have in your life are people who are bad for you and like dangerous emotionally abusive that kind of things so if you just have a bunch of people who are employed and you're trying to build a business and nobody understands what you're doing yeah find yourself a mastermind but it doesn't mean that you can't have friends it's just because that's the usual saying of we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with and shouldn't be too strict about it because otherwise you're just gonna be a horrible person that's my opinion but if i'm always here if you need a cheerleader anyway that's me digressing so the four i don't see necessarily just because i pulled the for the question of what we need to release as a negative thing we can celebrate what we have and then release it in the sense that it's okay to want more even if you're grateful for what you have so that's my take on the four and the take on the sixth as to wrap it up to become self-aware and self and more self-led and yes the victory is a victory that's public success and recognition the traditional meaning of the card but i think it's the most important thing that you step into the identity of the person who calls the shots whether others see it or not so that's my card reading for the next two weeks i mean for season five to drop next thursday on time for the solstice so hopefully i will speak to you then and don't forget to leave an offering of dango for the mischievous spirits which so you because you wouldn't want to incur the wrath of a celestial sight okay that was the last quote from the ai forecast Saito isn't even the mischievous one but dango does work on some autonomy characters that qualify so maybe it works for mercury too and that might be a way to survive the retrograde until next time keep living in wonder <laughs>